the Mahoning Valley Daily Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of the Mahoning Valley Daily Podcast. My name is Ron Cabuno. It is Monday, November 8th. Thank you very much for tuning in. Well, it's been a couple of days since we had talked because I actually planned on having a show on Friday, but first thing in the morning, I pulled my back out of place. So all of Friday and all of this weekend, I was essentially as good as useless. I want to thank my wife, Brittany, very much for getting us through this weekend. Couldn't have done it without you, babe. Just now on the mend, and that means that I didn't get to go over all the cool stories on Friday that I wanted to share with you. Speaking of back pain, namely, that meant Tucker Carlson's first experience with opioids. There's a billionaire building windowless dorms at University of Santa Barbara in California. There was some distinctly less lighter fare, like some real shady stuff going on in the trial of Ahmaud Arbery's killer and of Kyle Rittenhouse. And there were a couple of really cool local stories, namely... Mark Sweetwood is out as editor of the Mahoning Matters online publication, and there is a new seasonal ice skating rink up at the Southern Park Mall. But alas, that news is in the past, and now we must move on to the present. So, I do want to talk a little bit of sports. Great day for the Brownies yesterday, but I will reserve that for later in the show. Let's talk about politics, and not how we normally talk about politics on here, but... Come on, let's talk about a shared victory, and a shared victory for the state of Ohio. You've got four of the state's finest elected officials on board with the infrastructure plan that was officially voted through both houses of Congress this weekend, headed to the president's desk for a signature real soon. Among them, of course, are the Democrats Sherrod Brown and Tim Ryan, and also Republicans Rob Portman and Anthony Gonzalez. And so I'd just like to take this time to congratulate the bipartisan effort on coming through in the end and delivering what we actually do need, which is some solid infrastructure help across this country and across this state. And here comes the but. There's always a but. It only happens to be a bipartisan effort here in the state of Ohio. You see, Rob Portman is on his way out of office and is obviously more willing to work across the aisle. And Anthony Gonzalez is one of only 10 people in the House on his side of the aisle who voted for this. And he is no longer looking to get reelected. So he's on his way out of office as well. And that is why they were able to get it done for the state of Ohio. Now, conversely, you saw that I think there were six or actually eight people on the far left of the Democratic Party who did not vote for this in the House. And that's because they didn't think that they were spending enough money in the $1.8 trillion reconciliation package that will be voted on next. So they kind of don't want to play ball and they don't want to come to the middle, much like 90% of the Republican Party. But luckily, you had people like Representative Gonzalez who were willing to come to the center for the betterment of his constituents and because it's common sense. So I feel bad that you have... Those people who will never be satisfied on either side of this argument, but there are enough people who are willing to meet in the middle to get it done, and you're just going to have that. And we will see what happens with the reconciliation package, because if they don't feel like there's enough money in it right now, there certainly aren't going to be enough Republicans on that one to get that one through without the uh, 
far left's consent. So that could be a whole other story altogether when that comes. And let's also see if the Democrats are even able to treat this as good news at all. They're not exactly the best at messaging. And so are they going to be able to take a win when they've got one and ride it with some sort of momentum on the public stage? Now, there was a really good story by the very editorial board at the New York Times that was pushing Joe Biden to go ever more to the left at every turn in the past 16 months. And it essentially said that the Democrats deny political reality at their own peril, meaning that if this country shows itself to be more center-right than the leaders of the Democratic Party believe that it should be, do they meet them with messaging or do they continue to beat them over the head with what they should be believing? And I wonder that myself, too. I stumbled across what I think was a 60 Minutes interview of Donald Trump from the year 2000. And it was when he was first talking about running for president real seriously and part of the, as part of the California Reform Party. And what was so weird is that it was eerily emblematic of when he actually ran for president 16 years later. Because he was totally berating other people in the party on his way, hopefully, up the chain of command. When he took questions at the press conference, he told a woman to marry a rich man if she wanted to get ahead in life instead of trying to make it on her own merit. And very poignantly, at the end of the segment, after lying about whether or not 20,000 people were coming to see him or Tony Robbins, as actually was the case, and he was just the paid opening act, they showed him going through a crowd of construction workers. And the narration said that this was the crowd that welcomed Donald Trump most favorably all day long. The ones who like to hear the Donald tell it like it is. His crass and unmitigated self. I guess what I'm saying is, if you want to win people over, you need to speak to them on their own terms. And although democratic policies might very well help many common workers, if you're not explaining it to them in language that they can understand and get behind, they're going to find a reason to vote against you. Either that or they're going to be given one with better messaging. But enough about that. Can I get to some seasonally relevant news? And I'm talking about sunshine. More specifically, the Sunshine Protection Act. This is a piece of legislation that was initially put forward by Sheldon Whitehouse from Rhode Island, who is a Democrat, and it's co-sponsored by a Republican, Marco Rubio in Florida, as well as Massachusetts Democrat Ed Markey. And they want to make daylight savings permanent. Please, tell me. You're with me on this one. It makes sense. Let us forego a little bit of that morning sunshine with the more productive sunshine that we would get in the afternoon. The people and activities affected are far, far greater in the afternoon than they are in the mornings. You're always going to be sleepy and groggy at school or at work, but you're inside under that garish fluorescent light, so it doesn't even matter what time of day it is. But when you get outside, do you want to be driving home in darkness or do you want to be able to get home and play with the kids in a little bit of twilight before you go inside for dinner? You know the answer. So I say, if any kind of legislation comes across your way, if you see anything in your spam box, click on it. Make sure it's not asking for your password. And get on board. Because it makes sense. And I think we can do this. Easily, right? Time is but a construct. And it's one that we just all need to agree on. We can make it happen. I'll try and leave a link to the legislation in the show notes. Well, it's been a really full show today, guys. 
Not even going to be able to get to the Browns' complete trouncing of the Cincinnati Bengals yesterday. Fantastic post-OBJ coming out party for Baker Mayfield and the rest of the team. Nick Chubb, of course, going off. Defense winning championships and winning that ball game. Hopefully we're looking at a brand new start for the second half of the season and a push to what we thought was the possible greatness of the Browns in the preseason this year. Big game coming up against Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots next week. Awesome test. Can't wait for that one. And with that, I hope you guys have a great day. We'll talk to you guys soon. Mm-hmm.